You're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're the people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 424 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-hosts this week, he is back, my friends, the expert, Mr. Mark Markellis Reagan. Hey, I am back, everyone. I have missed you. Uh, I did I did not miss podcasting, <laughs> but I miss my co-hosts. So, uh, yeah, it's good to be back. Whatever. And <laughs> when there is a horror movie, Aubrey is nowhere to be found. So we got to bring in a friend and one of the best, the best of the best, the man who podcasts alone because he can handle it. And the <laughs> SWO Productions, it's Stu. Hey, thank you guys so much. Mark Ellis, I'm glad to hear you were feeling better, sir. Yes, yes. Everything is kind of getting back on track from uh, from uh, my time away from, from the podcast life. Well, you, the listener, are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got our review of the prequel to X, It's Pearl. Before we get into all of that, Stu, been a little bit since we had you on the show. How the hell are you? I am well. I, I I have way too much to do, and I find that all I do now is play Dead by Daylight. It came out for free on the uh, PS Plus subscription, and now I just play that all the time. So I have articles I should be writing. I have podcast work I should be doing. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just dying a lot and being really bad at this video game. Keep at it, dude. I have faith in you. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I played today. Obviously, I played before we started going. Like I was playing half an hour ago. I'm doing a little bit better, but every time I play, I'm just like, all right. I'm going to play one more match, then I'm going to do some writing, and then I play for another hour. So it doesn't turn out the way it's supposed to. Yeah, I don't play video games at all, so I have no idea what that is, but it sounds very time-consuming. You're streaming on Twitch while you're playing that, right? Sometimes, yeah. So I'm trying to turn it into like, oh, look, I'm doing an actual thing. I'm I'm supporting the brand by streaming <laughs> while I play. So th- that's my thing. Like, nobody's watching these streams. I feel bad. I have a Twitch. I barely promote it, but it's there, and it's just like in my head, I'm thinking like, all right, I'm turning my my downtime where I'm not accomplishing anything into, you know, I'm doing something for SWO Productions. But pretty much it's just like uh, finding a way to not feel bad about having fun. Because that's what you needed in your life as someone who, and all joking aside, you do everything for your podcast. It's just you. Yeah. Uh, that's what you needed in life was another thing to do for your podcast. <laughs> Well, that's the thing is like, I'm going to play video games anyway, because I'm lazy. I needed to like find a way where I could turn it into work at least. So I figure if I turn it into work, either A, I'm going to accomplish something with it or B, it'll be work and I won't want to do it. And then I'll do actual work instead. So I'm hoping to meet one of those goals at some point. Right. Well, just remember, it's not going to get you listeners, but it brand building. Yes. (laughs) 
I had a guy at my second job a couple of years ago that quit all his jobs, his full-time job. He quit working where I worked as a second job because he was going to be a successful Twitch streamer. I don't need oh. to tell you how that turned out. <laughs> but I can imagine. We would always check in on him. Every, we didn't like him anyway. Check in on him every couple of weeks. He would have just be streaming three, four nights a week for, for no one. <laughs> no one was watching. The only time he had listeners or viewers was when we were watching it to laugh. And we would just always talk about his wife was like crying with like hunger pangs on the, on the couch <laughs> while he's like, shut up, shut up. This is the night. Oh my God. <laughs> and then he had his like profile picture. He's wearing like robes, like the Dalai Lama. Oh God. But he also kind of looks like Avatar. Like how <laughs> Avatar the last arrow air- on his head. <laughs> yeah, my last airbender look. <laughs> so we used to call him Avatar the low view streamer. Anyway, uh, what about SWO Productions, Do Please tell us about that. Uh, yeah, so SWOproductions.com is the website. I have the podcast, Do World Order. It kind of came from the website. The website was first. We have new articles every single weekday, Monday through Friday. There will be lists, reviews of movies or TV shows. We've been throwing some fiction up there. Uh, I have some people that also write for me, and they've been doing some fiction. So we're, we're toying with throwing that on the site, seeing if there's a good response to that. And then the podcast, the Stew World Order podcast, we review random comic book movies. You've both been on, Joey. You and I did Judge Dredd. Markellis, you and I did Apocalypse, right? X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. So, yeah, I've done so many of the X-Men movies, I forget when was when now. But yeah, we did both of those. And then you're both coming back on eventually here for Bloodshot. We just got to schedule it. Yeah, We've already picked it out of the lineup. That is happening. Uh, it's just been a folly of <laughs> nonsense making it next to impossible for us to get together but it, it's gonna happen we're gonna, it's gonna happen and, and julio from the contrarians will be very excited that i'm finally doing bloodshot right we'll be doing a re-review of bloodshot <laughs> see if uh, mark can warm our hearts to it i am ready i have my powerpoint presentation ready to go <laughs> now it's it's, you're just gonna come out of the the, the smoke <laughs> of them walking out with his chest glowing that i always post anyway uh mark you've been gone for a few weeks you were gone you went to dragon con yep came back you got con crud you were sick yep what is going on how the hell are you uh, i'm doing good i'm doing good i did go to dragon con as promised uh i had some fun i did try to post a few pictures and videos onto uh the so wizard facebook page not a lot but a few um i still have some other things that i gotta edit to put together uh but uh, yeah i had a good time i checked off all of the things I needed to check off. I went to went to the photo shoots that I wanted to go to, went to the dances that I wanted to go to. Uh, I did not make it to see Cybertronic Spree this year, which uh, I'm a little bummed. I don't know what the hell I was doing, but somehow my schedule got kind of mixed up and I didn't wind up going there. Another year at Dragon Con, it was awesome. Saw my friends, uh, walked past Calvin, friend of the show Calvin a couple of times. And uh, yeah, just had a great time. Just had a great time. And then uh, on my way back, you know, everything was fine. Uh, I was, you know, flying home. It had a little bit of a, a sore throat, which I thought was strange, but you know, I was like, whatever. I have I spent the entire Dragon Con week drinking a lot, trying to get drunk and failing, uh, not sleeping at all, dancing until like the wee hours of the morning. So I'm like, oh, I'm just, you know, con crud, probably what it is. And I get home and, you know, I'm like, oh, maybe it's COVID. Nah, it's probably not. Let me take a test. So I took a test, came back negative. Like, perfect. Took a nap, got up, went about my life, did a couple of things. I'm like, you know let me just take another test just to be on the safe side. I took another test, negative. I'm like, oh, fine. I'm just tired. Con crud, whatever. And then like the next day, I felt like I got hit by a truck. 
<laughs> like, Aww. and I could not move. And I'm like, what is happening? Like that entire day is a complete blur to me. And then a the day after that, I'm like, it's something is wrong. Like something definitely is wrong. Let me take another test. And I took another test and that one came back positive. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I went to Dragon Con and I came back with and uh, I, I, I was out of it for a little while. So, uh, yeah, quarantined, uh, did my time with the mask. And now I and uh, then I started testing negative and now everything is back to normal. So a couple of weeks out of the out of the loop. I'm not going to lie. I did not miss podcasting at all. Oh. <laughs> it felt really good. I'm like, I feel like something's <laughs> missing out of my life, but I don't feel bad about it. What am I not doing? And I'm like, oh, shit, I don't have to think about recording or editing or anything like that. So, yeah, it was a tough time but it was also a great time but uh it was I'm, the best of times it was the <laughs> worst of times uh but uh yeah my schedule was packed as crazy i was able to squeeze in a couple of hours to watch pearl and now i am here so uh good to be back awesome well we missed you uh but behind the scenes we're working on lightening your load going forward <laughs> at least a little <laughs> bit trying to help you out so uh the big e is raging so if our listeners don't know what that is if you're maybe in our australia listeners are over there in uh, kuwait or Saudi Arabia or Myanmar, big ups to Myanmar. You don't know what the big E is. That is a giant state fair, but it's for all the New England states. So it's not just Massachusetts. It's Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, Uh, Vermont, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine all together in one gigantic state fair. And I guess the first day I saw in the news, they had the biggest attendance in the history of the big E. So it's been crazy. And you're working there every single day. (laughs) That's not uh, that's not totally true. I'm not there every single day, but I am there on the weekends and a couple of times during the week. Uh, And yeah, my shifts are long. I worked 10 hours yesterday and closed. And then I opened this morning and worked another eight hours and rushed home. And here I am pretty exhausted. Yep, and this is this is what you do to yourself every year. And this is this is how you pay for Dragon Con. <laughs> exactly. Dragon Con does not pay for itself. This is where all all of the money goes back into it. And normally part of this money goes towards New York Comic Con. So since I'm not going this year, I might actually have a couple of dollars for Christmas. <laughs> well, the, the good news about that, Mark, is that Rhode Island Comic Con's coming up in like uh, six weeks. So <laughs> damn it. I was so close. Almost out of it. So yeah, I'm looking forward to uh Rhode Island Comic Con, I guess. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. But enough about that crap. Joey, how are you doing? Oh, boy. Well, it's funny you mentioned New York Comic Con because I had said we're not going this year. Yes. And obviously, we, did, we didn't get press passes this year. And I'm trying to not be petty about <laughs> it like usual. And I'm not trying not to do, to search New York Comic Con press on Twitter and doom scroll and, <laughs> and compare myself to the people that got them. Trying not to do that this year. We just didn't get it. A lot of people didn't get it. I know ODPH didn't get it. Um, a couple other people that we know that usually do didn't. And there's been a lot of rumors and conjecture as to what's going on and why and blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to get into it. We didn't get it. And then I was going to go just with my friends. So I was right. just going to go in a non-podcasting capacity. Fuck it. I'm going to go. I'm going to have fun. Then my daughter got COVID and I had to burn my PTO that I would have. I had. I have all my PTO planned out for the rest of the year. Like I'm going to see Maiden in a couple of weeks. I'm, I'm doing this. We're going to Rhode Island. But I had that PTO set aside to go to New York and I had to burn it all because I had to take a week off of work. Right. It sucked. So I wasn't going. And then I was talking to my friend that was going and and he's still going and he's stuck with the hotel room because he can't cancel it because of the way he ordered it. And I finally was like, I will go on on Friday. Oh, (laughs) just going to go on Friday. 
So my plan right now is between Sunday and Thursday at like four o'clock PM that week to just to get 40 hours in at work. Then I'll have Friday free and clear because I've already hit my 40 hours. So Thursday night, I'll leave. I'll get on the train. I'll go to New York. I'll meet him. I'll go to the hotel and crash. And I'll just be at Comic-Con for Friday. And then we'll drive home. So That's pretty snazzy. You could do that with your hours, though. You have the, the flexibility to just like, hey, I'm going to take my 40 hours on these days. Well, the good news about my job is that, for the most part, it's busy at the beginning of the week. So Monday, as we record this, it's Sunday. So Monday is nuts. Tuesday is nuts. Halfway through the day on Wednesday, it starts to slow down. And then Thursday's okay. And then Fridays are usually just completely dead. And most of the time anyway, on Fridays, I'm only working long enough to hit 40 hours. So depending on how crazy the beginning of the week was anyway, there's been Fridays where I've gone in for three hours. There's been Fridays where I've gone in for a full eight hour shift. It just depends on how crazy the rest of the week is. So my, our department is really just my boss and me. So it is what it is. And she already said it's fine. Make sure you hit all your hours uh, before Thursday. At the end of the day, Thursday, make sure all your work's all set, blah, blah, blah. That's the plan. Now I have three weeks to raise up some money to go. <laughs> so I've been trying to grab extra hours at my other job and all sorts of stuff like that. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm going to go for one day. Uh, I'm excited to at least go and we'll see. Maybe next year we can return as press. Maybe we, we won't. I know me and Adam have talked about trying to go to San Diego instead. Uh, Ooh, we'll see. Snazzy. That's a bucket list item. I, I, I don't think going to San Diego Comic-Con as press would really like change the podcast in any way, shape, or form. I mean, it might be good for some networking and some other stuff, but it would really just be a nice humble brag, and it's like a bucket list thing to go to San Diego. So Yeah. I just As an, as an old person, Mark, and I'm sure, I don't know, <laughs> Stu, you're not as old as us, but you'll kind of understand. Back in the day, in the magazines and stuff, like San Diego was the big one. That was the one yeah. that I saw, and it was on the other side of the country from us, so it was something I never thought I'd be able to go to. And now I'm like, man, I want to go at least once. I need to go at least once. So we'll see. That's the plan. But enough about us. Marcellus Riggins, you are back. So please tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast. All right. So everybody can head on over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there, t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our Tee Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, so definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year-round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a lot of time. 
So glad that sound drop is back. I missed it for a week. <laughs> I know you're a big fan of sound effects in your shows, so we'll oh, make sure we got huge, you taken care of. Huge. Um, all right, guys. Pearl is a prequel to the movie X, which came out this year. So this is uh, the same year, much like Breaking 1 and Breaking <laughs> 2. Uh, it's coming out the same year. Shockingly, both of these movies have about a million dollar budget. Wow. I did not know I don't that. know how they pulled that off. I know this is not a spoiler. Obviously, if you've seen a fucking trailer, you know what we're talking about. Uh, they both use the same sets. I, I don't. I just I don't know how they pulled that off. It's very inexpensive. We I've watched really shitty movies. People have given us screeners for that have cost more than a million dollars that are not as good looking as this. So maybe that's the skill of the director and the crew. But yeah, both these only cost a million dollars. So both of these movies were already paid for just by the box office of X. So we're going to jump into it. We're going to discuss some stuff non spoiler and then we'll drop the drop delineating spoilers. So at the very least, you'll know what we thought of the movie if you haven't seen it yet. And I do apologize to a lot of our international listeners. I did not realize this does not have a single international release date as of right now. No. (laughs) So uh, thank you for sticking around this long. And you'll at least hear what we thought without spoiling it. And then when it's released near you someday, you can come back (laughs) and listen to the rest. But to get started, Stu, did you see X? I did. I saw X in theaters earlier this year. I'd seen the trailers for it, and I heard all the rumors like, oh, this is going to be a really good like genre-redefining horror movie. So I was very excited. We went and saw X, and I think it was very good. I don't think it was great, but I really enjoyed it. I will compare this to Pearl very shortly here, obviously, but I thought X was fun from beginning to end like from the very start of the movie through the end something engaging is happening like it starts off essentially as a softcore porn and then it becomes a slasher and i was like i like all of these things do these do all of this stuff movie i'm here for it (laughs) kind of like how in the 80s the movie savage beach was an action movie with chicks in bikinis the whole time (laughs) hold that thought put a pen in the 80s for a while we'll come back to it eventually uh markellis you've seen x obviously Yeah, uh, like Stu, I did see it in the theaters, and it is one of my favorite movies this year. And I am not (gasps) a horror movie person at all, as everyone knows. But if you make an interesting movie, if you make a horror movie and it has interesting stories and interesting characters and it's well handled, then that impresses me. And X, uh, just like Stu, I had a lot of fun in the movie theater from beginning to end. I enjoyed this movie. So it's definitely it, it definitely set the bar pretty high for me. All right. I did not see X in the theater, unlike you guys. We didn't do it on the show, so I don't need to tell you guys how that works. I, I saw it when I could see it. <laughs> and as, soon as, it was, it was, as soon as it was available on streaming, I checked it out. I didn't have a lot of oomph behind me to watch. I had heard good things, but I'm not an arty farty guy. So even though I've liked a lot of A24 movies this year so far, it, The Northman I really liked. Was that A24 was The Northman? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And obviously Everything Everywhere was amazing. Even though I've liked those movies, that feels more like an aberration to me i think of a24 i think of like and i don't even know if it's an a24 movie but i just think of everything is exactly like little women for some reason <laughs> everything is boring talking and so a lot like lord of the rings the rings of power actually um, hey <laughs> oh everything's boring talking period pieces for me that's what i always think of when i think a24 but uh so I really liked X quite a bit, actually. I thought it was really funny. I thought it had some good kills. I thought it had one of the grossest scenes in the history of modern cinema. <laughs> which I love. <laughs> which I'm not, not going to get into if you haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, if you've so seen it, sounds, it, you know. 
Right. So it sounds like we're all fans of the sequel to this movie. But before we get into what we thought of this movie, how was your theater experience? Uh, it was fine. It was when I bought the tickets, I bought my tickets like half an hour before the movie and there were only three other seats taken. So I thought like, oh, it's going to be relatively empty. But then we got there and there were maybe like 10 to 12 people total. And of course, like we were all clustered in the middle of the theater like a diamond. Like, what are we doing? Why are we sitting this close? Are we just are we that done with COVID that we're just all like we're all family? This is like the Olive Garden of restaurants. Like we're all here. We're all family. This is great. Like spread out, people. Come on. You don't need to all sit in the center. The movie is fine from any direction. <laughs> Mark Ellis Reagans, how is your movie going experience? Because I know you had to fit it in around having the Rona and working the Big E and your other job. Yeah, it was tough. It was it was pretty tough. I had to go to actually I had to go to your theater, Joey, the theater that you always go to, because uh, that's that's the only theater around that had a showing at a time where I could check out the movie and also like do all my other things that I need to get done for the weekend. So uh, welcome to my life. <laughs> random showings at random times of the day at random theaters just to make sure you see it for the podcast. Exactly. 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 Uh, so, yeah, uh, I made we made it into the theater like, you know, with minutes to spare uh, and saw the movie. It wasn't packed. It was probably I'm going to say there was like a row of like all college girls, like probably like 10 or 12 of them. And then probably like a few people in the back. So it wasn't really a lot. You know, I had to go by myself because uh, Janine who was going to go see it with me she didn't want to because we somehow didn't go see X together and mm-hmm. she had seen it in the theater and she loved it and she said it was the best thing that happened was we didn't go see it together because <laughs> of the subject matter <laughs> that so, makes total sense <laughs> so there was that to it and then she was going to go see it with her boyfriend so we didn't go together um, on Saturday I went hiking with my family which is not something I normally do but it's something my son and my wife wanted to do really bad so we went hiking and we had a really good time but I wasn't sure when we were going to go and what time we were going to. So I wasn't sure when we were going to get back. I didn't know what time we were going. And they had a thing at the theaters this past week, which I don't even understand why, but it was called Quantum Leap Day. <laughs> Maybe it's the, the trailer for the new Quantum Leap TV show that's coming. Yeah, out. I know there's a reboot that was coming out, but for no, there was no like reason. I don't. I haven't, I've watched a lot of Quantum Leap. I used to watch it when I was a kid, and I've been watching random reruns of it on, on uh, Antenna Television. I don't remember there being like a special day, but okay. But if you put the code in, your movie price went back to 1986. Oh, <laughs> <Right>. fancy. <laughs> so I, I had to buy a ticket early. I was I wanted to take advantage of a $3 movie ticket. <laughs> so <laughs> I bought it on Thursday. I just said, fuck it. I know no matter what happens, because my wife goes to bed early. I said, no matter what happens, we will not be doing anything at 930 at night. So <laughs> I bought a ticket for 930 p.m. Uh, Saturday night. And I went and I, of course, I got there super early, like I always do. And I watched uh, Newbie and I watched some of the trailers. And then there was no one else in the theater. I was the only person in the theater. And then a giant group of like college girls came in. Hey, same went, thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just like your theater, Mark. And they all they sat. They left Mark Ellis' showing and went to yours. <laughs> right. They, they all sat in the same row as me. Oh. They were only two seats. The entire row was full and there were only two seats between me and them. And I was at the very, very, very end. And it was like the whole theater is empty. Like the entire theater was empty and you had to buy tickets in the only row that had someone sitting in it. <laughs> maybe they, was, maybe they just adopted you as part of their sor- uh, sorority or something, Joey. <laughs> oh, that's true. They heard how much I love uh, how much I love movies about girls being rude to each other. So. <laughs> He's one of us. 
<laughs> but they were quiet through the whole movie. And I will tell you that afterwards, I'm pretty sure they all hated it. They were quiet through the whole thing. That was my main thing. Is so are they going to talk or like blah, 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 the whole thing? Because if they had sat any closer than two seats to me, I would have got up and moved. And not for a COVID thing. I just, I, I don't know them and I don't want them near me. And there's an entire open theater. So right. anyway, un- unlike what porno teaches you, being alone in a theater with a group of college <laughs> girls is really not that exciting. So. <laughs> You've been lied to your entire I lives. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> just like being in the hospital and the nurse comes to your door is not exciting. You know, it's just it's lies. It's all lies. I, I'm very excited as we get further into the season to be very close to never having to see the trailer for Smile again. Yeah, Smile. And oh, there's another one. Uh, you guys were talking about on Barbarian. I 100% agreed. I was absolutely sick of the nope trailer by the time i'd gotten to see nope i really want to see smile but yeah if i never see that trailer again i'll be fine i really want to see the menu but if i never see the trailer again for that i'll be fine and i don't think that one comes out for like two more months that's november so so we're gonna be seeing that menu trailer for a while (laughs) yeah and i feel like they gave away almost the entire movie pretty much in in the trailer so that that's that's great and the other one was is is some movie about a nun it's like possessed by a devil or something yeah, and I feel like they they started that trailer like like four months ago. I feel like I've seen that I've been seeing that trailer a lot for a long, long time. Yeah, like I feel like I've been seeing that trailer since last Halloween. So <laughs> I don't. What's that one called? I don't even. I don't even remember. That. This is how effective the trailer is. I don't even remember <laughs> what the name of it is, but. Because it just looks stupid, and I know we're not going to do it on the show, and it has no interest to me, so I don't barely pay attention to it. But it's it's something about like a, a nurse or a nun gets possessed by the devil or some shit. I, I don't fucking know. Arrow's uh, stepdad is a priest in it or something. <laughs> so, yeah, it looks like shit. It looks like one of those movies they made for like $4 million. It'll come out, and it'll make like $15 million, and everybody's happy. Not my thing doesn't look like my thing at all. So, but I am going to go see smile. Unfortunately, I need to cleanse myself of the trailer. I'm going to be on a, a silver screen savers podcast to talk about it. And I'm just, I'm really rooting for frown to show up in the after credit scenes. <laughs> <laughs> but that was our theater going experience. So it's time to jump into Pearl non spoiler stew from the SWO productions podcast. What did you think of Pearl? So here's what Pearl is going to be to me. <laughs> Anybody who follows me on Twitter knows that I somehow can't stop talking about Midsommar that came out in 2019. And my, my wife and my sister and brother-in-law and I went to see Midsommar and we saw it and we were like, that was abjectly terrible. Clearly, no one thinks this movie is any good. And then you start reading reviews and you're like, what? What movie did you see compared to what I see? My wife and I sat through Pearl. As soon as it ended, just looked at each other and said, well, that was terrible. That was clearly one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And then I see the reviews online. And again, it's like, what what cut of this film did I see compared to anyone else? Because I, I have seen... 42 movies that were released this year. Pearl is 42nd. It's the worst one I've seen. It's <laughs> I I I had no enjoyment in this theater. I had I did not enjoy this experience at all. I hated it. I hated this movie. Wow. Wow. I just hated it. Just I mean like throwing my head back and sighing. Just nothing happens in this movie. I was so bored. The nicest thing I could say about this movie is it's the best 10-hour movie I've ever seen. <laughs> oh Jesus! All right, all right. We'll see if uh, Stu is on a lonely island or not. We'll see. Uh, sometimes he usually is. 
Mark Callis Reagans, what did you think of the movie? Well, first I want to say uh, the name of the movie that we couldn't think of with the n- the nurse uh, devil movie is called Pray for the Why Devil. Can we not, wait, 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 wait. Why can we not remember the woman as a nun? When <laughs> she's clearly a nun throughout the entire fucking trailer. Because she's well, in a hospital. The nurse. She's in a hospital, like taking care of people at the same time. Like, what is she? I think she's a Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Is that what she is? Be more exciting. They need one. Anyway, the name of the movie is called Pray for the Devil. How we could not remember that title is beyond me. And they didn't use Shout at the Devil by Motley Crue once in the trailer. A big miss there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's gonna be a future. I hate you not watch. I feel my thoughts on Pearl. Uh, yeah, Stu, um, I love this movie. <laughs> oh my god, how how can this be? Uh, I can I can I can see where some people would have an issue with it, but as I'm watching a movie, there's there's certain times when you watch movies where you can feel the filmmaker kind of has a really strong grasp on the story that they're telling. And they're going to take you along for the ride. And if onto it, if you catch onto it and you're, you know, if you like what they're putting down, you have a good time at the movie. That's what that's what happened when I watched X. I can tell that was in the hands of a really talented filmmaker. And the same thing for Pearl. I really enjoyed this movie. I thought there's a lot of aspects to it that are very, 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 very much enjoyable. But we get into spoilers. You are going to have to tell me what they are. <laughs> OK, because <laughs> I clearly missed them. <laughs> uh Oh, so we have one person that really loves it and one person that really hates it. What is going to be the deciding vote for me? Stu, I'm really sorry. <laughs> well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. I don't understand. I, I just don't understand. I really liked this movie. I really liked it. I thought it was very different, very weird, very creepy. And then just goes nuts. And Mia Goth is hot as fuck. <laughs> that, for me, I, I was all in. I really liked it. So <laughs> two thumbs up and one thumb way down. <laughs> So I guess if you haven't seen it, now is your chance to get out of here, uh, make your own decision what you want to do. The rest of you stick around because we're going to drop the drop and we are going to spoil Pearl, colon, an extraordinary origin story. We're not allowed to talk about spoilers here. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler. Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. All right. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot, Stu. You did not like this movie at all. At all. Is there anything that you liked about it? Uh, You know what? The best part of the movie, the part of the movie that I genuinely got to and was like, oh, yeah, okay. I kind of like this is the end credits. (laughs) It's just zoomed in on Mia Goth's face and she's just acting with her facial muscles for like five minutes. Oh, it was so awkward. Yeah, it's awkward. And she you can tell at one point she almost corpses and starts laughing and then she starts crying and it's just it's just so awkward and weird it was like well this is what i wanted this movie to be i wanted this movie to be fun and i wanted to see it and be like oh my god what are they doing and it you know it's a shame it took the movie's an hour and two minutes it's a or a uh, 102 minutes it's a shame it took 100 minutes to get to that point <laughs> but i was like all right this is this is funny at least i got there i sat through the credits i, I so i could see who the key grip was just because i was like is something gonna happen is it just gonna be her face for five more minutes sure okay I'll sit here. I'll I'll enjoy this. That was my payoff for for sitting through Pearl was that scene. That, that was it. That's the only thing you liked about the entire movie. 
I mean, I'm sure you guys will say it, so I don't need to. Mia Goth does a good job. She's a good actress. She proves that she can be a, a, a leading actress. But I mean, in my opinion, she had nothing to work with. So she does a good job with the absolute crap that Ty West handed her. Get a drink of water. We'll be back to you in a second. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Ellis Reagans, give me some things you liked about this movie. Uh, okay. So yeah, as Stu said, Mia Goth gives probably one of the most amazing performances uh, of this year. She is amazing in this movie. Uh, I disagree with you, Stu. I think she gets a lot of different things that she has to play. And I think she does a really good job going through all of them. Uh, one of the things that's amazing about this movie, to me anyway, is uh, we, we've, we've all seen X. Like, we know what happens. Seeing her as a younger character and the setup, the pure, like, like Disney Star Wars setup of here's this young character who's stuck in a place that they don't want to be, who has dreams of an outside world, of being bigger than what they are. And you know what happens to her, but you still kind of root for her, or at least I did. I still kind of wanted her to get off of the farm on Tatooine or get out of the village, you know, whatever. I, I wanted her to follow her Disney steps to the next level. And knowing that she doesn't made the movie more interesting because you wanted to know how how did we get to X? Her performance, absolutely amazing. The guy that played the projectionist, like if they ever wanted to, I mean, we already have Henry Cavill as Superman, but if they ever wanted to reboot Superman, this guy is fucking perfect. Absolutely. If you did an AI program and said, hey, put together all of the elements of like Christopher Reeve and Brandon Routh and Henry Cavill, like and make one Superman, it would be this guy. I thought he was perfect uh, as the character. I thought he was charming. And the whole time I'm like, please let this guy be Superman soon. And I like the fact that the movie was set in 1918 so you can get away with people walking around with masks. <laughs> you can film a movie during a pandemic. You can set it during 100 years ago during another pandemic. Everyone wears masks and it's totally fine. It totally fits the story. Uh, so, yeah, I thought the movie was fantastic. I think that the third act really delves into what you want out of a quote unquote slasher movie. Uh, it reminded me a lot of... Um, House of the Devil by Ty West, where there's two acts of like, what the hell is happening? And then the third act is like, oh, shit, this is what's happening. So, uh, yeah, I enjoyed this movie. I, I thought the whole visual style of it was just ah perfect. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to agree with you, Markellis. I think Mia Goth gives a Oscar nomination level performance in this. Her monologue when she sits down and pretends to be talking to her husband at the end was Mwah. That yep. was amazing work. That's like other level work. Stu, did you not think that she was doing a good job in this movie? No, I thought she did a good job. That scene you're talking about, the kitchen scene with her and the sister-in-law, I know what the movie was going for. The movie was going for, we're building tension. You're waiting for the other shoe to drop. You you know something terrible is going to happen, and the movie's just, it's drawing it out. I know what Ty West and Mia Goth were going for there, but that was the part of the movie. Remember earlier, whenever I said I was just throwing my head back and sighing. It was that kitchen scene. I was just like, <laughs> get the fuck on with it. <laughs> oh my God. All right. The opinions of Robert Stewart do not <laughs> reflect the opinions of So Wizard Podcast. <laughs> it's subsidiaries. 
And anyway, honestly, I, like I remember watching that scene and like a minute or two in, I was like, okay, this is really effective. I get what they're going for. And then three hours later, I was like, I'm <laughs> done with this. Can we, Jesus can we move on Christ. to literally anything else? Oh my God. I, well, I thought it was well done. Sorry uh, <laughs> for us plebs out there. We thought it was well done. One thing I loved about the movie is, is like Mark said, you kind of know where this is ending up. So we know what her final fate is. So no matter how much the movie kind of makes you want to cheer for her throughout the movie, you know it's not going to end well. And I thought the movie did a really good job of, of starting off with her as a likable character. But you also there's just something's not right. And throughout the whole movie, it keeps getting more and more not right until the very end. So it was it, I thought it did a great job of escalating. Something's not right here. <laughs> Like something's fucked up and it keeps getting fucked up and then it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse. The only thing that I would say I would give people pause for is this is not a slasher horror movie, really. There's nothing scary in this movie whatsoever. It's more like a drama, like more going on the lines of this is kind of weird or a little bit disturbing at points. But I never was scared of anything throughout the movie. I don't think there's even a single jump scare in this movie. No, I don't think there is. Yeah, nothing I can think of. No. Yeah. And I just loved uh, a lot of the stuff that was built up to. So, you know, we build up to this audition <laughs> throughout the whole movie. And her audition is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> And she, in her mind, like imagines it being amazing. But for the most part, when they actually show it, it's it's horrible. She does a terrible job. She didn't deserve to be picked anyway. It was funny. And I loved the alligator. I really wanted her to feed her dad to the alligator. <laughs> but I love the alligator. Like right off the bat, I'm like, what's going on in this movie? And she kills that goose. <laughs> it was super low budget. <laughs> it was just like a stuffed goose, like clearly on the pitchfork. And uh, when she fed the alligator, like this movie rules. I'm already all in. I bought. I bought in. This is great. This is fucking whack. For me, it was Mia Goth's performance, the weird vibe of the movie the whole time, and then the end just kind of going nutty. But I want to temper that. If somebody's listening to this and still hasn't seen the, the movie yet, it goes nutty, but it's not still not crazy like horror, like ultra violence. It doesn't turn into Halloween kills all of a sudden. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, there's some violence and it goes wild, but it, it's still not a horror movie. And, you know, just the last thing I want to say is I've never wanted to be a scarecrow more in my life. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That and felt to me like they knew when they made X, everyone was going to be talking about the sex scene in X. And they just <laughs> wanted to do something else in this movie that was like, that we need the one scene that people are going to talk about. Uh, she's going to fuck a scarecrow. Okay. That's it. <laughs> and take his hat. Yeah, and take his hat. And her mom was like, wash your hair. That shit's got lice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stu, the floor is yours. Please tell us things you did not like about this movie. On one hand, I kind of want to say how much time do we have? But on the other hand, what it ultimately boils down to is I was just bored as hell watching this movie. I, I talked about the thing with X is like from the beginning to the end of X, it was fun. The characters were fun. The story was fun. Everything that was going on was fun. I had no fun with this movie. I was just bored the entire time sitting there. It's been a long time since I've had a movie where all I could think about in the movie theater was, boy, my ass cheeks are asleep. <laughs> I just I, it's hard to even pinpoint too much beyond that it's just like I said the monologue scene just goes on too long and the first act just goes on too long before anything happens and the projectionist character is the typical 
if you take him out of this movie, nothing changes. He affects nothing ultimately. Like he doesn't, if you take him out entirely, she still has a bad relationship with her parents. She's still going to kill them. She's still going to go to the dance recital and not get the job and realize that she has to live on the farm forever and kill her sister-in-law. The projectionist character is a subplot that goes nowhere. It just gives her somebody else to kill. It doesn't change her character. It doesn't change her destiny. It's just a big waste of time. And it's an 102 minute movie and it felt like forever. And I, I, I don't know, uh, really the, the performances besides Mia Goth were fine. I mean, compared to X where you had the, the guy with the glasses, I don't know his name. He was really great. You had Brittany snow who I haven't seen in forever giving a fun performance. Jenna Ortega, who I think is great. Just, you know, right on the back of scream came out in X and gave another wonderful performance. It felt like this movie was the Mia Goth show and that's good for her but it made everyone else in this movie look that much worse because they just weren't on her level all right i'm gonna have to jump in and disagree about the projectionist (laughs) character because he offered her a kind of peek into this fantasy world he kind of like stoked the fire of her fantasy world regarding being you know her love for pictures and being a star but she seemed to have that before, like at the beginning of the yeah. movie, before she meets him, she's singing and dancing and talks about wanting to be in pictures. That's right. And he was kind of the one that brought her a little bit closer to it, including showing her the, you know, dirty movie on a projector, the X-rated Which was movie. gross, by the way. Like <laughs> that, That's Ty West going, oh, you guys like X? Okay, here's a little more porn for you <laughs> that you're not going to like. You're welcome. So, yeah, so I thought that him bringing her into the fantasy world, him kind of like you know, hyping her up and souping her up and getting her ready for like this, you know, letting her think that she had a chance at this other life was part of the story. And then when he doesn't, you know, kind of live up to his end of the bargain, so to speak, and she makes that flip, he's kind of like the first domino to start falling during that. He's one of the first dominoes to start falling because, you know, she's thinking he's going to take her to Europe and he clearly is not. So, you know, once she goes through him, that's like the first kill. Of like, all right, I am crazy and I'm just going to kill people. You don't think he ever had any intention of taking her to Europe? No, not at all. It wasn't whenever she got home and said she had a dog and then two minutes later was like, we don't have a dog. What are you talking about? (laughs) The writing on that one was just like, how dumb are you trying to portray this character? She just said two minutes ago. And I know it was a lie to trick him, but it's like, I don't completely black out my my memory from two minutes before everything I do. I don't think that's about him. I think it was more about her being an absolute fucking whack job. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Stu, anything else you want to say about this movie that you didn't like? (laughs) Before we give it to Mark, uh, you know what? I know you guys were talking about like the whole it was filmed to to be set during the the 1918s, and so they could wear masks, and I, that felt gimmicky to me. It just felt like, oh look, you guys know COVID. Here's more people wearing masks. Doesn't that resonate? It felt kind of gimmicky. And I guess the other thing is, so much of this movie is made to feel like an old timey movie. Like it's clearly like there's 1950s music scores going on. The way things are shot are very old timey, and it's like, well, the movie's set in 1918. It's not set during the Sound of Music. If you want to go 
Like, don't puss out, Ty West. Go all the fucking way. I want a black and white silent movie if you're going to do that. <laughs> if you're going to do it that gimmicky and try to make it feel old timey, make it feel like a 1918 movie, goddammit. So just like doing this movie that comes out in 2022 but is set in 1918 but feels like a 1951 movie just felt like that's an odd choice. Mark Ellis, you certainly like the movie a lot more than Stu did, but what are some things that you didn't like? All right, so some of the things that I didn't like was I was expecting, based on X, I was expecting this to be more of a horror movie, or at least have uh, some more horror elements. And, you know, it the first two acts, there's very few kind of deaths or kill, uh, kills or any kind of like, there's some suspense, but there's nothing that's like propelling the horror aspects of the movie. It felt like a drama for like the first somewhat two acts of it. Uh, and I will agree the second act, uh, the pacing I thought was a little bit slow, a little bit slow. And if I never see another decomposing pig in my life, <laughs> I'll be fine. <laughs> Because that was gross and I saw it a lot. But those were the only things that I didn't like about it. Uh, like I said, the third act, when you get to the part in the third act where, you know, after that amazing monologue that she gives at the kitchen table and you're waiting, you're just waiting for the camera to pan over to the sister-in-law to get a reaction. And she's like, OK, well, I'm going to go now. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking dying. So you get from that point, and then like, you know, two minutes later, the young blonde ingenue is running away from the killer with an axe. And it's all one take of her running from the porch and getting sliced the fuck up. Right there, I'm like, oh, this is the slasher movie. Now I know where I am. Thank you very much for putting this in here. So uh, first two acts. I can see where people cannot really uh, be attached to it, but I think the third act is amazing. Okay. All right. I mean, that's pretty much going to be my complaint as well, is that I feel like it was almost sold as a horror movie. It's a prequel to a horror movie, and it's not really a horror movie. I know Stu hated it, but I did enjoy kind of watching her go from being kind of a goofy, you know, she's just kind of a goofy, fun girl that's like dancing in the mirror at the beginning of the movie to an absolute nutball at the end who's murdering people. And I did enjoy watching that happen, which is very sad to say, but I did <laughs> enjoy watching that happen over the course of the movie. But I, I even sat up afterwards while I was waiting through the credits and I texted my daughter and said, I really like this, but I think a lot of people are really going to hate this movie because <laughs> it's not giving one. you. Yeah, well, at least one, but it's not giving <laughs> you what was promised for the most part. And what was promised was more X and this is not more X it's it's in that universe, but it's like, it's really more of, of like a psychological like drama almost. Yeah. And it's goofy. And I liked that about it. I kind of wish that it had been a little more horror, a little more violent throughout the movie. But I don't know how that would have changed the movie because I did love it quite a bit. I just felt like I was looking for a little bit more of that. It took a we didn't even get to see her kill her dad on screen. And I don't know if that was a choice because we don't really want to see her strangle an invalid. <laughs> but there's, you know, they do a good job of showing that there's something wrong with her. You know, she has to wipe her dad's ass and then she takes a bath completely naked in front of him. Like, Dude. then she starts trying to strangle him. Like, Dude, whenever they cut back to the dad, because he's, you know, he can't, he doesn't have a lot of uh, facial movements. But whenever they cut to him, you can just see it in his eyes <laughs> that, oh, my God, my daughter's fucked up, killed me. I was laughing so fucking hard. 
It's like, Daddy, don't you look at me like that. I did enjoy Dad's worst day ever whenever she almost throws him to the alligator and then the mom almost slits his throat. And you just see this guy like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) I will say the other thing I didn't like about it was that the where it ended, we didn't get to see what happened. Like Howard walks into her parents are dead. There's his sister's dead. (laughs) And there's a lot of rotten food. There's rotten food all over the place and something's clearly wrong. How did they get to them still being married and happy 50, 60 years later? How did we get to that point? Why was he okay with being like, "Uh, oh, well, you know, don't worry about it. Oh, I want to say because true love (laughs) wins overall. (laughs) And And that she wasn't all right. He knew she wasn't all right. He decided to live his life with this crazy woman so much that when these kids show up to make a porn on his farm he's like hey don't go near my wife <laughs> she's fucking crazy <laughs> maybe it was just some bomb ass pussy you know <laughs> hey he was <laughs> spoilers for x he was getting some <laughs> in the 70s so <laughs> right. you know what they say never stick your dick in crazy so <laughs> Well, after the movie was over, Stu, did you stay through the entire credits? No, I did not. I, I stayed until they took her face off the screen, and then it was like, well, we, were oh, we, we went to eat. You missed it. There was a trailer at the end for the third X movie. Oh, for Maxine. I, I know of it. set okay. in the 80s, and we got to hear the song Obsession play. The VHS tape aesthetic. Stu, are you in for more X? Yeah, I mean, I liked X well enough. I'll, I'll, I'll give this movie a pass and just be like, well, all right, for me, this is a miss. Society somehow likes this and I didn't. That's fine. I'll see the third movie because right now it, we kind of need the rubber match for me to see what way I feel about this franchise. All right. Mark Ellis Reagans, are you all in for X set in the 80s? Yeah, I did not realize that there was a trailer after. After Pearl, uh, which is crazy because when you watch X and you get to the end of X, there's a trailer for Pearl. So, uh, yeah, it only makes sense that there would be a trailer after this one. So, uh, yeah, I was psyched when uh, I saw Maxine as uh, the next chapter in the X trilogy. So, uh, yeah, I'm ready for it. All right. I am also all in on that. Obviously, 80s aesthetic. Love it. Uh, More Mia Goth. Love it. I'm all in. All in. All in. Perfect. All right, Stu, we've got to score the movie. Zero to five. Five being the best, zero being the worst. What do you have for Pearl? I want to apologize first because I listened to your Bodies, Bodies, Bodies episode, and I felt so bad that you had brought John on to watch a really good movie, and John just sat there and crapped on it the whole time. And I wanted to give him crap. I was like, what are you talking about? Bodies, Bodies, Bodies was so good. And then I feel bad because then you brought me on to watch a movie, and I'm doing the same thing to the movie you brought me on that you also <laughs> seem to like. But I I have to be honest. Like, I can't go higher than a one. I did not. Jesus! I did not like this at all. This is, this is terrible. Oh, my God. No, honestly, Stu, it's perfectly fine. We want you to be honest. And, and that's part of the reason why sometimes it's tough to ask people to be on the show because you never know is this going to be a good movie or not right mark that's right that's right so we definitely welcome any kind of different opinions on the show definitely yeah and we always we've talked about this in the past where it's like like for example you this past weekend mark you know you had all this stuff going on you had to cram a random showing of this movie in somewhere in one day where you're trying to do everything else just to get it in for the podcast and then oh if it sucks (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, oh my God. That's why it's, we were, we always have pause about asking people to be on, but we have our friends like you that we know come on and give their honest opinion. So it's okay to be wrong, but you know, we appreciate. <laughs> I, never, I never begrudge anybody. People hate things that I like. People like things that I hate. It doesn't matter to me. It's awesome that they make so many different movies in the world that you can generate so many different reactions from people. But yeah, this was about as not for me as any movie I've seen in a while. Yeah, it was no The Adam Project. Let me tell you. <laughs> Wow. We like that. <laughs> <laughs> Stu inexplicably loves the Adam project. It's like his like top two movies of the year. <laughs> it's not, I love it's to still, give him shit still, about it. It's still in the top 10. That AI Max. that wrote it really, <laughs> the AI that wrote that movie really got at, at Stu, the oh, yeah, cockles the, of Stu's heart. The third act is terrible. Like the third act gets really bad, just turns into a generic sci-fi blaster movie. But I liked everything before that. All right, Marcellus Reagan, zero to five, five being the best, zero being the worst. What do you have for Pearl? This was a tough one because I really liked X. Like I liked it a lot and I liked this one, but I don't think as much story-wise, but I like the performances. I think I'm going to say maybe a little bit more. I think I thought Mia Goth uh, pretty much just sells this entire movie. Um, and I just I recently heard her talk like in real life, like her normal voice. She sounds like a freaking uh, maid from Downton Abbey. <laughs> she sounds nothing like the Southern Belle in these movies at all. So I'm like, holy shit, she really is a good actress. I'm gonna give this movie a four, four out of five. All right. All right. Uh, I really liked it. Like I said, slow burn. It's not a horror movie. It's more watching her descend into madness slowly over the course of the movie. I think she's hot as fuck. Uh, I thought she did a great job in this movie. I will tell you, she is right now. We're talking about woman crush of the year. It's like her and uh, Rachel Sinat from Bodies, 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 like <laughs> neck and neck right now. We'll see how the rest of the year goes. See what they post on Instagram the rest of the year. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but. That, you know, I, I like Mia Goth a lot. Uh, the movie was, was good. It was enjoyable to watch for me, at least. Sorry, Stu. I am also at a four out of five on this Ooh, one. That's, I get it. I it, it, it seems to happen to me. I don't know why with these <laughs> A24 horror movies sometimes. Like I said, I have the same thing with Midsommar that I've just come to accept that everybody that I have watched it with in person has had the same opinion as me. And then everybody that has watched it separately, I swear to God, they've gotten a different cut than I have. So maybe that's what happened with Pearl. Maybe I walked into a theater and they showed me a different version than what you got. I still have not seen Midsummer, so... I've been told I won't like it. That's all I know. So I don't generally like A24 movies. I'm not going to pretend I'm like uh, Silver Screen Savers or Amanda or Mark, who these hoity-toity <laughs> people like their arty-farty movies. But for some reason this year, they've had some winners. So that is it. That is our scores for Pearl all over the place. Good and bad. If you've seen it and you think me and Mark are right or Stu's right, hit us up on social media. Let us know. And now we are going to wrap it up before we tap it up. We're going to get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Stu. Thank you so much for coming on, first of all. Second of all, tell everyone where they can find you and give us a recommendation for the listeners out there. Yeah, absolutely. So the website is SWOproductions.com. Like I said, articles all the time. The podcast is on there. And on Twitter, I am at SWO Productions. The podcast, if you're looking for that, is the Stew World Order. And as for a recommendation, you know what I'm still really enjoying all these years later is the the Harley Quinn cartoon. I watch that. I, I'm still getting a kick out of that. It doesn't seem to have the hype. Like, I have to avoid Twitter the day that She-Hulk comes out, so I don't know what happens. But I never have to 
worry about people telling me what happened on Harley Quinn because nobody seems to be watching it. But I really enjoy that show. Three seasons in, I love the weird ass takes on all the characters where like the Joker's essentially a good guy and Batman's a pathetic simp. I really I get a kick out of the show. I think it's funny as hell. All right. Mark Ellis Reagans, what about you? Yeah, I have not watched anything at all for the past couple of weeks. I was uh, <laughs> I was very glad that I was able to squeeze Pearl in. Uh, so, yeah, I don't really have any recommendations except to say if you have not seen X, X is going to give it to you. Uh, definitely check that out. Like I said, I'm not a horror movie fan, but I like a well-told tale. And if it has horror elements in it, I'm down for it. I thought X was fantastic. Uh, Mia Goth playing the characters that she plays is stunning. And uh, yeah, I thought the movie was just fantastic. So uh, yeah, that's my recommendation. Go watch X if you haven't seen it. All right. Well, I will recommend that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Links to all our YouTube and Patreon content. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our aforementioned YouTube channel. There's hours of free exclusive content there. Interviews, unboxings, more reviews, and more trailer reactions. Check it out at youtube.com backslash so wizard podcast there is our patreon where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content this month is the only place to hear our d23 news reactions so check it out i really don't have much to recommend my life has been crazy the last few weeks i've not really been watching much but i did watch a terrible movie on tubi called dead zone starring michael jai white so you can check that out if you don't like your eyes (laughs) and maybe you're gonna head out to the movies and check out the woman king because that my friends is what we will be reviewing next week on the podcast and that's gonna do it that is gonna do it for episode number 424 of the So Wizard Podcast, I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host, our special guest, Stu, from the SWO Production. Thank you guys so much for having me. Until next time, take care. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Ring. I'm thinking I'm back. Uh, everybody, have yourself a great week and Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week for The Woman King. We are the homies. No? All right. No. Sorry. <laughs> I tried. I tried. Good journey. <laughs>